And now I know, I know some of you might be saying, I know there's 100% are people that are listening that are going to be saying this. Oh no, caffeine doesn't affect me. Bullshit. Hello and welcome back to the Jake Bowler podcast, where we talk about everything fitness, mindset, and health related. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I appreciate all the love and support that you guys show me each and every week so far. I feel so humbled and grateful to be here doing this. Without breaking tradition, I will start with a quote that relates to this week's podcast, not just some random ass quote that I've thought off the top of my head or that I Googled or saw on Instagram. As I have actually been reading into a bit of philosophy a lot more lately. This quote is from Friedrich Nietzsche. For those who don't know, he's a German philosopher. Very good. And the quote pretty much goes, well, the quote goes exactly like this. Not pretty much. It goes, illness is a clumsy attempt to arrive at health. We must look to nature's aid with intellect. Let that one sit there and ponder for a little bit. It is a bit more difficult to understand than some of my other quotes that I have talked about before. But I want you to just sit there, think on that, think on that one. And either leave a comment on YouTube with your thoughts, leave a comment down below, or send me a message on Instagram, send me a DM um, around your thoughts. Because I'd love to know, like, I've got my thoughts, everyone has their own sort of thoughts around it, but I'd love to know what your thoughts are uh, behind that quote. If you really do get stuck and you're like, you're really struggling with an interpretation around it, just let me know and I can put something, I can put something up out there that makes a bit more sense and what I, and how I interpret it anyway. Now, this week, I am going to be discussing the differences between training in the morning and, or versus training in the evening or nighttime, essentially. And pretty much how this can impact or change your recovery, your endurance, your strength, or how it can... P- and other factors like sleep as well. I'll go into a little bit of science with you around how some of our body's hormones uh, work and function throughout the day and then relate that to how it can impact us either positively or negatively in our training and recovery. There are essentially two hormones which I'll discuss. The first one is melatonin. Most of us know what that one is. This hormone is is responsible for us to feel more relaxed, tired, and it's at its peak during sleep. We should all know that. Well, most of us know that anyway. If you don't, now you do. There you go. New fact for the day. Melatonin typically peaks between 12 and 3 a.m. So sort of like right in that period where you should be asleep. Not everyone is. Most of us are. Um, Before dropping back down. So after about 3 o'clock, it does start to drop back down again and other the other hormone starts to rise to wake us up an imbalance in our melatonin can cause a lot of sleep disturbances that's why people take a lot of like um melatonin like tablets like increase melatonin help you sleep better can cause a lack of sleep makes you feel like in the morning when you wake up essentially you wake up and you feel you feel tired you feel like you haven't had enough sleep you feel like you have no energy in the morning and it's because you're pretty much not getting enough of that REM and that, and that deep sleep as well like you're missing out on those two key components of the sleep The next hormone, the second one is cortisol. You can essentially look at cortisol as being your stress hormone. So cortisol and melatonin, they sort of work in sync. Um, One rises, one decreases, the other one rises, the other one decreases sort of thing. Um, Bit of like a bit of a curve. So one, one starts up here, goes down, and then the other one does the opposite, starts down here and goes up and then goes back down again. It's like two bell curves essentially but they sort of like into and cross over. To explain that, cortisol, when cortisol rises, melatonin starts to decrease and then vice versa. So as melatonin starts to rise, 
cortisol starts to decrease. That's how it's supposed to work anyway. So cortisol, like I said, stress hormone, makes you feel awake, alert, gets the brain going, gets the brain ticking. Usually spikes in most people at around 6 o'clock in the morning, so 6 a.m., um, and then starts to decline sort of around that 3 p.m. mark. Sort of like people always say, oh, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm feeling a bit tired, I'm feeling a bit you know, zoned out of work. It's usually because your cortisol starts to decrease. And that's why people get work done earlier in the morning. People that wake up early would understand that you can get more done in the morning. Now, how does this relate to you know training, recovery, and our health? First, training in the morning is ideal for muscular endurance and also for really, really good recovery as well. In the morning, our melatonin or sleep hormone begins to decline as our cortisol level or stress, home, stress hormone begins to rise. Um, in the morning, like I said, the six or six o'clock in the morning. This helps to stimulate and prime your body for the rest of the day. That's gonna wake you up more, cortisol levels going up, melatonin's going down. However, you you can sometimes, especially when starting out with morning routines, have less power and feel a lot weaker um, in the gym when you're lifting weights. This does eventually subside after probably about two to four weeks, roughly. Everyone's different again. Um, and you obviously got to get into a routine of doing it consistently, like every single day, not just, you know, twice a week, three times a week. It's got to be a part of your routine so that your hormones can start to balance out and work the way they're supposed to work. And obviously being used to waking up in, in the morning and getting those early workouts in as well. Like, you can't expect to wake up and go bang, I'm ready to go. Especially for those that sleep in, that typical 6 a.m. cortisol level peak where it sort of shoots right up can be shifted towards more 7, 8, 9 a.m., even later for some people that wake up at like 2 p.m., meaning it could take, like I said, a couple of weeks for your body, your body's hormone levels to adjust to where your, your cortisol levels um, go back to a quote-unquote normal um, but normal for you to be able to wake up and actually go to the gym and work out. Although that being a bit of like a small negative, I guess training in the morning has comes with its benefits as well, such as allowing your normal cortisol levels to decline later in the day, like they're supposed to. You can take pre-workout without caffeine affecting your sleep and your body later in the afternoon, um, and obviously, and that just reduces the, reduces the chances depending on how much caffeine you have, like myself or some other gym rats out there having 350 milligrams of caffeine with a half-life of like six hours, it's probably going to still be in your system even at 8 p.m., but it's going to be a lot less compared to someone who's taking 300 milligrams of caffeine at like 5, 6, 7 p.m. Good luck having a good night's sleep is all I can say to you. Now, training in the afternoon when cortisol levels are high, they're at their peak or they're, they're higher than they are in the morning, like first thing in the morning, and you're sort of awake and a bit more alert, you've had food, you've... You're, You've been eating food all day. You've been hydrating all day. All that sort of stuff plays a, plays a role in this as well. You, you tend to often have a lot more greater power and strength. So you can lift more weight. You feel like you've got more energy. But obviously, there are negatives to that as well. But that's also a very, a very massive positive, especially if you're like a, a power lifter or you're a you know, competitive bodybuilder. Maybe, maybe training in the afternoon could be beneficial to you. Still think there are the positives of morning training. Personally, for me, morning training is better than afternoon training, but... It doesn't mess up to you. Like I said, the stress levels are higher in the afternoon and there's more energy available to you, like from food that you've been eating all day. We tend to find we can move more weight. We have more motivation compared to, you know, being up at 5.30 a.m. The sun's not even bloody up yet and you're trying to get yourself out of a freezing cold bed and yeah, it can be difficult, but can have its benefits. All of that stuff aside that I've just spoken about, Training late in the afternoon, especially sort of getting four, five o'clock onwards. And a lot of people train after work. People don't finish work till five, five thirty. And then you're gonna go to train at six o'clock, seven o'clock, sometimes even later than that. 
does have a lot of impact on your recovery and your sleep as we work out or do any sort of physical activity. So even myself, I play footy in the um, like the winter season here in Adelaide, going to training at five, six o'clock in the afternoon, cortisol levels are going to go through the roof because I'm alert. I've got to play footy, I've got to tackle people, I've got to do all that sort of stuff. Cortisol levels are going to be through the roof, which in terms of sleep and recovery, not the greatest thing in the world. But anyway, going back to it, physical activity, our levels of cortisol or stress hormone are raised back up to, to, to meet the demands that our that our body's asking of it essentially like we need to have that that alertness to to push out some strength and lift some weights and go for a run and all that sort of stuff we can't be sleeping on the while we're doing it typically for most people our, our cortisol levels start to decline like i said around 2 3 p.m and then melatonin or sleep hormone ideally begins to rise in the, in the ideal world. So by training later in the later in the evening or even at night time, like I said, this can throw that balance and have our cortisol levels stay raised um, for longer periods of time. And then that impacts our sleep because our melatonin is now trying to, our cortisol is going back up. Melatonin has to uh, change its cause essentially and go back down. And then you go back to bed later and your melatonin is still trying to climb back up to where it's supposed to be while cortisol is now finally trying to go back down and it can it just can affect your sleep and affect the quality of sleep the recovery as we know sleep's one of the best recovery tools so if we impact our sleep we're going to impact our recovery and again if you are someone who you know loves to take caffeine with every single workout to, to fuel those workouts which is great i love caffeine it's amazing this is not going to feel well for you if you're taking it any time sort of I feel like 2 p.m. is sort of like the cutoff for me. 4 p.m. some people can get away with, but I feel like 2 p.m. with the half-life of caffeine being six hours, if you take it at two, you, you cut. if you take 200 milligrams to make math simple, you've still got 100 milligrams in your, in your body by 8 p.m. at night. So good luck if you're taking heaps of it at night time. And now I know, I know some of you might be saying, I know there's 100% are people that are listening that are going to be saying this. Oh no, caffeine doesn't affect me. Bullshit. You may not feel like you're, you know, wide and off your face and you're alert and awake. You might feel t- you might feel tired, but that's not the point. That's seriously not the point at all. Caffeine will keep your cortisol levels raised. It'll keep your brain active. It'll keep you it'll keep your brain alert. It might not keep you alert, but it'll keep your brain alert and you'll just be in overdrive all night. So yes, cool. You can have a coffee before bed. Good on you, mate. But it's still going to stay in your system. It's going to go. It's going to cross the blood-brain barrier into your brain. Oops, having some technical difficulties. Here we go. Um, I don't remember where I was now. Caffeine. If you go to sleep on the caffeine, if there's caffeine in your system to keep it to keep it short, your sleep quality is going to be shit. To be honest with you, it's just going to be terrible. And you'll wake up feeling like you've been hit by a truck. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You feel like that you haven't had any sleep at all. That's just how it's going to be. Now, although this is the case. Some people have no choice to train late in the afternoon. And I can I completely understand that. Some people finish work at seven, eight o'clock, they can't train till nine, ten o'clock at night. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It just means your cortisol levels are gonna stay raised, they're gonna go up. What are some things you can do to help compensate for this? Because obviously you still want to train, still want to work out, but you also still also want to have a good night's sleep and recover well because we're not gonna train for no reason for no gains. We're all here for we're all on the gain train. But we want to be able to. We want to be a better workout late at night as well. So a few things we can try, and things a few things you can do to help with your your sleep and getting your cortisol levels down as fast as possible, and get your melatonin levels back up as quick as possible as well. 
One, cold showers or ice baths. Obviously, ice baths are a bit more tricky, but a cold shower, I think the research from when I was looking last was two to three minutes is all you need. Like, not long. could be just a two-minute or even 60-second, whatever whatever it is for you, whatever you can last. A 60-second cold shower, as cold as the, as the water goes, has been shown to help reduce cortisol levels. Less research-backed, but you can, it's definitely worth a try. But ashwagandha, it's a, I think it's an Indian herb. You can buy it in tablet form. It comes in other things as well. It's help, it helps to reduce stress levels and reduce cortisol levels, essentially. And then last thing is something that we should all probably do anyway, but no bright light one to two hours before bed. So there are some benefits to both training times. Ideally, if, if we all had the luxury of being able to train at whatever time we wanted, training anywhere between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m., you know, we're awake, we're going, we've been doing stuff, body's feeling good, we've had food, we've had water, all that good stuff training at that time is obviously going to be great and can also can also be quite optimal as well as our cortisol levels are still high like really high and it won't affect our ability to take any stimulants like caffeine pre-workout and the sleep quality won't be affected our co- our natural cortisol levels will drop at three our melatonin will start to rise at three 10 to 12 is perfect but we not everyone has that luxury unfortunately essentially to wrap it all up in a nice little package or try to anyway Personally, in an ideal situation, training in the morning is going to have to prove to have the most optimal results in terms of recovery and sleep. If you're someone who does want to feel, or if you are someone who does feel the lack that they lack the mental capacity, mindset, or commitment to doing this, I have my Ascend program, which does help you break out of those current habits, set new, set new goals, set new habits that will optimize your body and your mind to the absolute next level. This won't be a problem for you at all. I've done it myself. I've got other people that have done it and tried it as well, and it works. The training methods, personally, and I can confidently say my body and mental state is next level compared to when it was when I was training in the afternoon. Morning training is just so much better in like most aspects. You feel have you have more energy during the day. Yes, you might get to like 5, 6 p.m. and you start feeling like you're crashing, but that's normal. You caught your cortisol's dropped, your melatonin's super high. That's super, super normal. But again, I leave it up to you. I just give you the knowledge that I have. I won't tell you how to train or when to train. I can only give you my advice. And that is going to conclude this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I really appreciate you all listening, applying everything I talk about and sharing it with your friends and your family. I honestly appreciate it so much. If you could go and share it with people, tell them about it, tell them to watch it, tell them to listen to it, whatever they want to do, I would love you guys forever. If any of this content related with you or resonated with you or even my previous content and you would like to know more about it or any or any of my other podcasts, feel free to reach out on my Instagram. It's just Jake Bowler with an extra R. Or again, if you want to take your training, take your nutrition, your mindset to the absolute next level, and I mean next level, ascend beyond, where we implement strategies like the things I've just discussed in today's podcast or my other podcast as well. Set yourself up for success now and into the future. Let's create healthy habits that are going to last a last a lifetime and completely change your life. Then send me a DM on Instagram. You can apply through my link in my bio if you want to as well, or you can flick, just flick me a DM and we can set things going. Or jump on a free phone call. I do have a limited number of spots each month. Let me know, jump in. I'll speak to you there. Throughout the program, you'll have access to a full eight, um, eight weeks of training modules, essentially, where you learn the tools weekly. Um, we also go through a one-on-one Zoom call each single week um, with myself, obviously. 
as well as we get you introduced to a group of other people that are going through the same course as well. So like-minded individuals who are also either struggling or in the same situation as you. We learn the skills, essentially. We learn all the skills needed to design your own workout plans with ease, like super simple. Don't make it complicated, make it easy. There's all the stuff out there on Instagram and YouTube, which is so difficult to understand. There's too much information. I condensed it all into eight weeks. You'll be able to make a program that overloads you. You have the right recovery. We have deload weeks. We have overreaching weeks. We learn about all that different stuff. Create long lasting and simple meal plans. None of this chicken, rice, broccoli bullshit that suits your body as well and suits your needs and your time frames and all that sort of stuff. And we also help to develop an unbreakable mindset that will never waver, never break. And even if it starts to, you'll pick yourself back up and off you go back on track. So as always, thank you for listening and I'll see you all in the next one. Peace.